When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I'll say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host A. Trunk. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk and welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. News making interviews with the biggest names in rock each and every Thursday. We post new episodes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and appreciate you checking out the podcast. And as I tell you guys every week, every interview you hear on the podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation. You can check that out Monday through Friday live, 3 to 5 Eastern. Nightly re-airs Midnight Eastern, all on Faction Talk, Channel 103, or on the SiriusXM app. If you only listen to this podcast and you're in the U.S. or Canada and you're not listening every day on SiriusXM, you're getting just a tiny fraction of what I do on the radio each and every weekday. So be sure to come on board and join me. And hey, if you can't or you're not already joining me for the daily radio show and you'd like to sample it, Good news. You can sample it totally free. All you got to do is go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk. Three months free listening. Radio, app, whatever. No credit card required. You got nothing to lose. Give it a shot and come on board with us. Don't forget, connect with me on social media at Eddie Trunk. X, Instagram, Facebook page. Check out my uh, new YouTube show with my That Metal Show partners, Don Jameson and Jim Florentine. That rocks. There are new episodes up each week, about 20 of them up there for you to check out. Big interviews with big names and totally free to just click on and watch. Just search That Rocks on YouTube and check that out as well. And as far as upcoming appearances, October 13th, I will be in Tulsa hosting an acoustic show with John Karabi. That is a free show at the Graffiti Lounge. And before that, Coming up the weekend of October 6th, I will be a power trip in Indio, California, and I will be doing a special radio show for my radio show, Trunk Nation, from backstage. I'll let you know details about when and where that will air once it is complete. But another reason to come on board and join me for the daily show on Sirius XM if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Like to bring you this interview with Paul Rogers, one of the most legendary singers of all time. It's always an honor to visit with Paul. He's been on my show several times over the decades, both TV and radio, and obviously one of the great singers of all time who just released a fantastic new solo record. 
We talk about that with Paul Rogers and a whole lot more. Here he is, the legendary Paul Rogers on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Paul, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Eddie? Good, good. Uh, congratulations, Midnight Rose. I've had a chance to get an advanced listen to it. I've been listening to it. Phenomenal sounding record. Congrats. Thank you very much. Do you have a favorite track? <laughs> you know, I do. Off of my On first listen, it was Photo Shooter. I really like okay. Photo Shooter. Awesome. Good for you. Hey, you right. good, oh, well, I, I like the story in that. You know, it's about a guy that you can put him in any situation, whether it's fashion, whether it's a war scene, whether it's a crime scene or whatever it is. The uh, the the uh, photo shooter will be there. All girl, yeah. actually. <laughs> it it kind of because it just I mean here look hearing your voice is immediately going to conjure up uh, thoughts of bad company free and all that great stuff. But th there is just a vibe about that song, just in the way you sing it and just the feel of it that I absolutely loved. Of course, living it up, which is out now, is also a great one. What was the origins of that? Well, living it up was really um, my story. It's a long story of my 50 years in music told in about three minutes. And I wanted to say a big thank you to America for the music, for blues, soul, rock and roll, country and jazz that's gone throughout the world and given such a positive message to the world. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm living it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great track as well. Paul, this album, uh, 25 years since your last solo record. Why now? Well, how did you get inspired to do a new one? And uh, why did it take so long between them? Well, you know, um, um, I was I've been working live. I've been doing live shows and I've been promising the uh, the fans a, a new album for for all this time now in a conversation with music conglomerate primary wave who owned Sun Records, when they asked what I was doing, I replied that I was in the studio working on new tracks, and they said, well, Sun Records would be very interested in the new tracks, so give us a call when you get through. And I did, and it's out on Sun Records, which is great. Yeah, that's very cool. Obviously a legendary, legendary label. So how long had you been, I know you've been busy with live stuff, but how long had you been uh, working on this material in 25 years? Is, is there songs on here that were very newly written or things you had been sitting yeah. on for a while? What's the mix of material? Well, it's a, it's a, a big mix. There are some brand new songs <clears throat> and there are some older songs that I've uh, tried, tried and tested, uh, like Take Love, for instance. Uh, I did that with Queen, which is a little bit way back now. Uh, and I still hadn't finished it, so I, I put it on this album, and it's now the finished product. So uh, there's new stuff and a mixture, really, of uh, older stuff. What happened was um, when COVID hit, there was, we were locked down, and I was sitting at home for a while, like everyone was, uh, with an acoustic, not with an acoustic guitar, but I was sitting at home with an acoustic guitar, and I started to put together the songs that I had. And I thought, wow, I've got a few songs here. I should go in the studio uh, with some guys I know and see what we cook up. And uh, <clears throat> that's how it started. That's so that's interesting because um, of course, many know that you sang in queen for a bit and take love was originally intended for them. Did they ever record it? Uh, we did do a recording of it, but I didn't want to use it on the album because I wanted to keep it for myself, to be honest, but we have mm -hmm. some very fine musicians. on it. We have uh Turk Lavelle, Jimmy Mattingly, 
T. Scott from Brian Adams. We have Leslie Page singing with me, um, and she's a beautiful singer, and uh, a lot of great musicians. Yeah, well, you've got great musicians throughout the track listing. As I scroll through, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of different phenomenal players on here. Uh, Chuck Lavelle's on here, of course. Everybody knows about him and his credentials. So, so tell me about uh, you know, did you pick the musicians you were going to have on this record, or did your producer? Did you produce the record? Tell me about that because I know Bob Rock worked on this with you too, right? Well, it was a very organic approach, actually. We put the bed tracks down in the studio around the corner from where I live with uh, Ray Roper, uh, Rick Fedick. Ray Roper on guitar and engineer, studio engineer, and Rick Fedick on drums and Todd running on the bass and me singing. So we put the bed tracks down. Uh, and then my wife um, and Bob Rock started to produce it. We went over to Brian Adams' studio in Vancouver and we put the finishing touches to it there. We added some beautiful musicians. Do you live in Canada now, Paul? I do. I'm a Canadian citizen nowadays. How long have you been there? I've been th- since 1997. Wow. I did not realize that. So are you in the Vancouver area or m- what, what area do you are you in? We're about four hours east of Vancouver. So it's a really nice drive if you ever make it in the Okanagan yeah, sound- Valley. Yeah. What 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 initially uh, brought, got had you interested in 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 moving and living in Canada all these years? What was the reason for the relocation there? A woman. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia's there, or? Yeah, she'll say hello. Will you say hello? Hi, Eddie. Hi, Cynthia. You Hi. You too. Last time we saw you, we did your show in L.A., and it was fantastic. Yeah. When we had you on that metal show, that was awesome. Yeah, we appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. We're doing a new yeah. one on YouTube with those two guys, with Don and Jim. We've got to get you on there, Paul. It would be great to to have you back on on, on that with the three of us. Let's do if it. You could... are, are you in L.A., or where are you? No, we just do it virtually. Oh, we just do it on Zoom. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Until we... Give us a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, until we get a studio or if we get a show going again, like we're actually on TV. But now now we're just doing it all from our remotely, and uh, it's on YouTube right now. So we're just a, a way to reunite the old crew and have some fun on that front as well. So, yeah, we'd be honored to have you on there. I'll reach out to you about oh, that. Thank you. Well, it would be my honor. Our honor. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Eddie. For sure. So the, the lineup on here, yeah, you've got a lot of tremendous musicians. Sonically, it sounds great. And Bob Rock ended up mixing the record, right? Yeah, well, Bob Rock produced with my wife, Cynthia, and uh, um, Randy Staub actually did the mixing in engineering. Engineering, yeah. So, Eddie, we were about three-quarters done, and we sent one track off for mastering, and the mastering affected the magic on the track. And I thought maybe after a year and a half, because we'd been in this process for a year and a half, I thought maybe my ears were going. So I called Randy Staub, who's a personal friend, and I said, Randy, I'm going to send you two tracks. Can you listen? And I I want you to give me your opinion, adjudicate them. And he said, okay. So he called me back about 20 minutes later, and he said, yeah, one track's just warmer. And I said, thank you. And I said, look, um, we've got finishing touches to do. Can you help? And he said, let me call Bob Rock. So he called Bob, and he said, hey, Bob, I got a call from Cynthia Rogers, Paul's wife. And Bob went, yes, yes, yeah, cut Randy off. Randy said, don't you want to know what he needs? 
And Randy said, no, I have been training my entire career to work with Paul Rogers. So he flew over from Hawaii and spent five days with us at Brian's studio in Vancouver, and we put all the finishing touches on. David Spiro brought in Chuck Lavelle, and um, Jimmy Mattingly was brought in by Ray Roper. Um, Bob brought in Keith Scott and another guy by the name of Chris Jestrin, who is a keyboard player who's fantastic. He studied at the Berkeley um, College of Music. Very, very top keyboard guy. And then we also had Johnny Sierra play a little bit of sax on Coming Home, and he's with Colin James. So it was really organic, the approach, and Mm -hmm. the people who came in to play. We didn't really intend on having people on the album. They just thought, ooh, I can hear this, and oh, this would be nice, and who would be the person? Very random. Yeah, very organic indeed, yeah. And then on Dance in the Sun, you've got got on – on backing vocals, you've got – oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread that. So you've got Leslie Page on backing vocals, but she's worked with Ringo and Joe Walsh. I thought Ringo and Joe Walsh were actually on the record. Uh, no, no, but she, uh, I met her with when Bud Company were touring with Joe, Joe Walsh, and uh, she's such a great singer. She is such a great singer. It, it, it's almost really – uh, it's on Take Love, isn't it, that she's yes. – it's a duet that we're almost doing that's beautiful. Yeah, she added a great deal to the track. And on that on that track, I noticed and Dance in the Sun in the credits, your grandchildren get a credit. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, we wanted a party atmosphere, a party feel, but short of balloons, we, <laughs> and we, thought, we thought a bit of laughter, a bit of children, childish <laughs> laughter would be really good. So they were recorded without their knowledge. I don't know if that's oh, wow. illegal. Child labor. <laughs> oh my I was going to say... <laughs> Hope they don't come after you for royalties, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, man. They get it all anyhow, so what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true. So the, yeah. the it's a fantastic record, and anybody that is, you know, and there's so so many that, uh, of course, love your voice and your singing and your music over the decades, whether it's free or bad company or the time you were with Queen, anybody that's a Paul Rogers fan, I I can't recommend the record more highly. Again, it's called Midnight Rose and it's out a week from Friday. And uh, there's a ton of great tracks on here that, uh, you know, anybody that loves what you do is, is absolutely going to enjoy. Do you plan on being able to go out and play shows, Paul, in support of the solo record? Do you hope to be able to do that? Well, I have no no plans as yet. Is but that something that would CD change? Vinyl. What's that? Uh, I have no plans to tour, but the, it will be out on CD and vinyl as well, which I'm very excited about. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But so where are you at as far as playing live? Is, is Bad Company, what is the status of Bad Company now? Well, there are no plans there, too. So is the band done? Well, I don't think so. I think there's still a lot of life there. We will see. We'll see. Give it time. I mean, I've really been focusing on making this album right now, so that's uh, that's never say never. <laughs> right. But you know how the business is these days. It's, uh, you know, everything sort of, sort of hinges off of, you know, going out on the road and playing the stuff and, uh, you know, playing the material and, getting out there uh, the way there's so much music in the marketplace. So uh, usually, you know, to keep these things afloat, some sort of live shows or live appearances have to take place. Sounds like you're conflicted on whether you want to do that at this point. Well, I'll think about it. How about that? 
right. We, we, we might we might tape something acoustically for the fans. Yeah, oh, okay. Having to take it on the road mm. and do the dog and pony show. So we're we're talking about that. And and Paul, you know, everybody talks about your voice, rightfully so. And the, you know, it, it doesn't ever seem to. I mean, there's so many singers as they get older, they fall off, they don't, you know, they can't do what they once did. Uh, nobody ever says that about you, whether it's live or on record. Uh, what is what is the key to maintaining like you have vocally? I think the key is you use your voice, but you don't overuse it. And I like to gargle in a, a gargle, right? In a little salt water, a little warm salt water. I find that's very good for you can use it yourself for any kind of sore throat and for clarity of voice. And uh, I'm blessed, I must say. It's a God-given gift, and I'm thankful. Have you ever had issues with it in your career? Not really, I'll be honest. No, I've had sore throats, um, but no, no, I, I must say I've been very lucky. And and are you one of these? Are you one of these guys? Like an, of all these great singers that I've had the pleasure of knowing or watching perform, they all have a process before they sing. Some of them do very extensive warm up, warm down. Some of them just go out and do it, and that's it. And there's nothing else. What? Do, do, where do you land on that? Is there a big uh, warm up, warm down, or are you just the type of guy that goes out and sings and that's it? Ooh, I think you got to be careful. I, th- I do think you have to warm up. Uh, and, you know, if I'm going on a big tour, for instance, I will warm up weeks before, uh, getting more and more intense towards the first rehearsal. And in the first rehearsal, I'll step it up a bit. Uh, and then for the, for, the next, for the first show, I will step it up even further. And then the following day, you really feel it. So that's the time to kind of hum, uh, you know, you know, like bluesy like that, uh, rather than rather than like rev it up really hard or like you you would never like rev your car up if you got in it really you wouldn't sit there go not really it's not good for the engine you want to get the oils moving it's the same with the body with the voice and basically as well i think you want to stay as fit as you can and eat eat good food eat nourishing food Yeah, you know, once I was speaking to, it's interesting how Daya plays a role because I was once speaking to Getty Lee from Rush about his voice. And on the last tour, I thought his voice came back a lot. And I had said to him, you know, your voice sounds better than it has in a while. And he said, yeah, I changed I changed my diet. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, I, I got rid of, I think he said he, at the time he had gotten rid of eating dairy while they were on tour right. and it helped his voice yeah. tremendously. So there are these little things that people wouldn't know that can actually impact how you sing. Yeah. These little things amount to big things actually, because all that mucus that uh, dairy does, you know, I'd probably get into trouble, trouble from the dairy industry, but, <laughs> but dairy <laughs> is not really good for uh, the mucus in the throat and that sort of thing. You know, there are all kinds of alternative milks. There's oat milk, Almond milk. There are so many on the market now, so you don't have to drink the um, a dairy milk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's always fascinating to hear how you know the tricks of the trade that some of the singers uh, singers uh, do. Um, Paul, so the album again is out a week from Friday, Midnight Rose. We'll see how you feel about live shows going forward. It sounds like that's a, a bit up in the air at this point. And um, do you have anything else coming down the pike we should keep an eye open for? 
Not that I can think of. This is the most important thing in my life right now. A non-dairy beverage. <laughs> maybe an maybe an endorsement deal for almond milk. <laughs> oh, maybe they will. <laughs> yeah. And Paul, let me let me ask you real quickly before I let you go. Speaking of uh, bad company, how is Mick Ralphs doing these days? Are you in touch with him? I am in touch. Yeah, he's doing okay. Uh, not too brilliantly, but he's, he's still chipper. He's still very cheerful. Still making jokes. Yeah. Yeah, as it sounds, probably no, Mick had a very bad stroke that yeah. he hasn't been able to recover from, and uh, we've tried to get him help, but we are not family, so our voice doesn't get heard. We were able to move him into a better facility, um, which is closer to his friends and his love, Susie, so that's good. And we talked to him, we sent him cards, we joke with him. Paul called him the other day and said, so, you know, Mick, what do you see out your window? Do you see any birds? And he goes, yeah, but none I fancy. <laughs> so you know his spirits are good but he he is bedridden and has been for about six years now coming up to seven years this fall yeah. mm, so i'm sorry to hear to that out, if the fans want to reach out via the internet to mick you know through the bad company website through the paul rogers website, yeah tell him we'll, how much yeah. you love him and mrs music, and I, I, loves his music. Yeah. yeah i i love him to pieces i mean yeah. all those guitar uh, sounds that he got uh, all over the all over everywhere through Bad Company. All those great songs he wrote. I mean, you know, he got a, a different sound for whatever we were playing it. Whether it was, uh, you know, uh, Electric Land or or, or uh, Silver Blue and Gold or the song Bad Company. You know, he always got the appropriate sound, which was always different. But every time it was unique, and you always knew straight away that's Mick Ralph's playing there. Yeah, he had a personality in his playing. Yeah. Well, and, and the last thing, and it ties in with that, Paul, and I know this has nothing to do with you and you don't control this, but it absolutely makes me and so many other rock fans absolutely bonkers that Bad Company Free yourself have not been uh, put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And when you've got a guy like Mick who is not in good health but is still with us, uh, it, it's, it's, it's infuriating and I go crazy about it on the radio on a routine basis. I know it bothers me. I know it bothers uh, many of your you. fans, but yeah. does it bother you? Do, do you ever think about it or is it sort of uh, irrelevant to you? Well, it doesn't affect my daily life. It doesn't affect what I do in, in any way at all. Uh, it's one of those things. But uh, I remember years and years ago, Armad Erdogan, who was the head of Atlantic Records, said to me, uh, Paul, we were making this uh, museum of uh, rock and roll. Do you guys want to be part of it? And I said, what, a museum of rock and roll? What's it called? He said, well, it's called, it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I said, well, I don't think rock and roll belongs in a museum. So it's my bad, you know, I guess. And he asked me a couple of times, and I kind of, like, refused, I guess, basically. So, you know, there you go, onwards and upwards. Yeah, but Ahmed is long gone, unfortunately, and the you know there's no. There, yeah, I'm not going to get started. It just makes me crazy because it's absolutely absurd. It's beyond comprehension that you're not there, and I'm not going to stop yelling about it until you are because it's it's disgusting in my opinion. <laughs> it w it would be nice for the fans. I think the fans would love it. Uh, yes, and it should happen while Mick is still with us. He's not in good health. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got to happen, and uh, we're going to keep railing about it until it does. Whether you care about it or not, Paul, we're getting you in uh, there. <laughs> well, look, thanks for your passion, Eddie. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
Listen, it's great to talk to you. And Cynthia, it's great to talk to you as well. Check out Paul Rogers' first solo album in 25 years, Midnight Rose. It's out September 22nd, as Paul said, CD, vinyl, streaming. And uh, if everybody goes out and buys a copy of it, maybe we'll get some live shows. We're going to cross our fingers on that, Paul. (laughs) Thank you very much, Eddie. Great to talk to you both. You guys know where to get me if I can do anything. Thank you. Bless. God bless. Cheers. (laughs) See ya. Bye-bye. Well, always great to talk to Paul. Check out that new record. It is out now, and Paul Rogers still in fine, fine voice after all these decades. Criminal. He's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But with the recent news of the ouster of Jan Wenner, maybe that's going to open up the door for artists like Bad Company and Paul Rogers somewhere in the near future. Thank you for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Again, please come on board for the radio show each and every day on Sirius XM. It's live daily, 3 to 5 Eastern on Faction Talk 103 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. And get that free trial subscription if you're not already a Sirius XM subscriber. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk. Three months free. No credit card required. At Eddie Trunk on social media. You guys have yourselves a great week. Hope to catch you on the radio. Otherwise, back here next Thursday for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Thanks for listening.